Amen. All right. So, um, something I'm really excited to have the privilege of introducing today, church. We are kicking off a series, uh, a mini series, if you will. It's three weeks long and it's called From Chaos to Clarity. And if this is your first time attending church uh, with us, or if you just haven't been paying attention, Pastor Mike, our lead pastor, uh, just released his first book. Um, and so it's titled, you could guess it, From Chaos to Clarity. And so we're going to be going through that uh, together uh, through the next three weeks. And something that I am so excited, I need you guys to get loud for. Pastor Mike has partnered with Version, which are the creators of the Bible app the Bible app that many of you have on your phones. Uh, and so uh, he's partnered with them to come out with a Bible reading plan called From Chaos to Clarity. Pastor Mike, he has a heart for the word of God. He loves going deeper and taking people on that journey. Every sermon you've ever heard him preach comes from a deep well of understanding and love for the scriptures. And so uh, he wants to take us through a journey as a church, and he's partnered with Uversion uh, to do it. And so I want to encourage you guys right now um, to go ahead and scan that QR code right now. I want you to take out your phone, and I want you to open your camera app and just act like you're going to take a picture of it. And that is going to open up the Bible reading plan. And so uh, I see many of you guys aren't doing it right now. I'm not trying to call you out from the stage, but you can take out your phone in church. We're going to be going through this all together. Indiana, uh, I want you guys to do this as well. So make sure if you don't want to scan the QR code, check the Bible app and you can just search from chaos to clarity. We're going to be going through this as a church together and it's going to be a powerful time getting deeper in God's word and going from chaos to clarity. Amen. Amen. And so, okay, we're going to get into the word, but there's one more thing that we are not going to go any further without doing. We're going to honor our lead pastors. And if honor feels weird to you, it's because you haven't caught the culture of the kingdom yet. We are so blessed. I said it earlier. I firmly believe we have been blessed with the best pastors on the planet. God is using them mightily. They are humble. They are servants and they lead with such vision and sacrificial obedience to the Holy Spirit. They're not here today. But do you want to know why? It's because they're on the other side of the country right now facilitating revival as a part of the domino revival. And we have divided to multiply today. But how many of you know they have left their heart here and they are ministering through the leaders that they've raised up? And so each one of these domino revival dates, what's been so powerful about it is it's not just a speaking tour like you've seen before maybe in, in church context. Every date that we've gone to, we have seen V1 church people attending. And I'm talking about states away. Uh, we've seen California. We've seen Massachusetts. We've seen Connecticut. People saying, I've been watching V1 Church online. Pastor Mike, you're my pastor. This is my first time meeting you. Thank you for coming to me. And so they might not be here today, but I'm telling you, it's because they are ambassadors of V1 Church, and they're actually building V1 Church in California right now. How amazing is that? God is doing a global work, and so we honor our pastors. And I want to thank you uh, personally for sharing your platform with me today. Um, just a, a young preacher who loves the Lord. Um, 
it's humbling to stand on the platform that our pastors have built. Uh, the family, their family has sacrificed to build. And so the word of God is coming to you today through the heart of our lead pastors. Amen. Amen. All right. So we're going to get into the word, but I want to help you. I want to help you with something. I helped the 9 a.m. with. I don't know what your church background is. I don't know if you were raised Catholic, Presbyterian, if you never set foot in a church before. I'm going to help you right now. In V1 Church, the way that we go through a sermon is I'm going to talk and I want you to talk back right to me. We believe in V1 Church that you shouldn't just get loud at Yankee Stadium when they score a run. We should get loud in the house of God when we run the scoreboard up on the devil. And so that might seem weird to you. You might not be used to that, so we're gonna practice it. Some things you can say if God speaks something to you and it strikes a chord, you can say amen. Go ahead, try it. Okay, that's good, that's good. You can try, that's good, try it. Okay, we're, we're getting somewhere. And if you're too shy to open your mouth, you can be secret about it and you can just give a mm-hmm. Try it. There you go. See, nobody will even know you did it. Some of you are like, I didn't know church could be like this. Well, hey, when it's alive, it can be. Come on, we're ready to receive. We're expectant. This isn't a monologue, it's a dialogue, amen? All right, so we're gonna get into it. Church, are you ready to receive today? Talking about from chaos to clarity. Does your life ever feel chaotic? I think I know the answer to that. I think that life can sometimes feel a lot like juggling, except you don't know how to juggle and it's stressful. Life can be so chaotic. Sometimes you just want it to slow down for a second so you can catch up and get organized. It doesn't always go at a pace that we find manageable. I don't know, maybe you're a parent here today and you're just making things up as you go. You're trying to do the right thing, but you're just not sure. You're like, I hope they turn out okay because I don't know what I'm doing. And life is chaotic. Maybe that's you. Maybe you're here and you have no idea what your purpose is. You see the people on the front row at church and they're singing it out. They know what they're called to. They have this confidence and assuredness about them and you want that, but you're wondering why you haven't gotten that. You've prayed, you've fasted, you've gone to church. Maybe that's you and you lack clarity. Maybe you've been caught in a cycle of sin and that's been producing chaos in your mind and you know you need freedom, but you haven't been able to break loose yet. And so that's producing a chaos in your mind. Whatever your situation or your struggle, we all long for clarity. Whether you're a Christian or not, it's the reason that we seek out advice, therapy, spiritual guidance. See, it's a deep desire that we have. We will pay money hand over fist, not V1 Church, but I'm saying people, I don't know, some, some of you maybe need to repent. We'll pay money hand over fist to go see a psychic medium to get clarity on their career, their finances, their relationships. See, this is a deep desire that we all have for clarity. So it's been my prayer as I was preparing this message that by the end of this service, you would receive a clarity that doesn't come from a podcast or a self-help book or an e-course or a guru, but comes only from the power of the Holy Spirit. Because how many of you know he's the only one who brings lasting clarity? See, the reason that many of us live in a perpetual state of chaos is because there are things that we have not yet yielded to the Holy Spirit. Ooh, and a hush fell over the room. 
See, when we attempt to run an area of our life outside of the supernatural leading of the Holy Spirit, that is when things begin to spiral into chaos. But before we go any further, church, are you with me? I wanna detonate a thought that I know many of you are having because I am a human person myself and I might have this thought if I was sitting in a seat. Evan, you don't understand. My life is chaotic because of my spouse. My life is, come on somebody, my life is chaotic because of my boss, because of my kids, because of New York City traffic. Indiana, you, you don't get it. It's crazy here, it's crazy. I don't know, Indiana, maybe when a, a tractor is blocking both lanes and you have to go five miles an hour, it's chaotic. <laughs> I'm from there, I can joke about it. It really happens. But, but we think like, oh, my life is chaotic because of all these other things. But I want to free your mind today, if I could, church. Receiving clarity in your life has nothing to do with external circumstances. And it has everything to do with the living God that lives on the inside of you. And some of you don't believe me yet, but we're going to get there. We're going to do some heart surgery and God's going to move. So I want to I turn... In our Bibles to Genesis chapter one, verse one, we're going all the way back to the beginning today. And so you can follow along on the screen or you can pull out the Bible app that you just downloaded the Bible reading plan for chaos to clarity on. You can follow along that way. That was a hint. Some of you guys didn't do it before. That was your hint to do it now. Genesis one starts out in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and the darkness was over the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Do you guys feel a shift in the atmosphere just when we read God's word? And God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw that the light was good, and God separated the light from darkness. God called the light day, and he called the darkness night. And there was evening and there was morning the first day. And I, I want to skip down because it goes like that for a while. We're going to go down to verse 26 where it says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion. I want you to underline, circle, highlight that word dominion. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over the livestock and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created them and male and female, he created them. Would you pray with me, church? Jesus, I thank you that you are here through your Holy Spirit. You are the guest of honor today. You are the one that brings clarity. It's not the words of a preacher it's you. And so, Father, I pray over each person under the sound of my voice here on Long Island, there in Indiana, watching online, that you would begin a work, bring clarity to our lives today. Father, I pray you'd bless this time that we have. Let it be your words, not my words. And all of God's people said, amen. Amen. Amen, church. All right. So uh, my wife is pregnant. My wife, Caitlin, she's right here on the front row. We can get louder for that. That's exciting. And uh, she looks so good. You're glowing today. You glow every day. 
We're about 12 weeks into this journey, and um, we're so excited, um, and she's doing so good. Um, but to be honest, it doesn't quite feel real yet. It, it kind of feels theoretical, like I know that we're going to have a baby, but it's all kind of hypothetical, right? Um, I've seen the ultrasound. I have seen our baby with my very own eyes, but it still doesn't feel real. And if I'm being honest, as the father, uh, I don't quite feel all that different yet. Caitlin, on the other hand, is feeling all kinds of different. And if you've been pregnant in this place, you probably know where I'm going with this. You can probably relate. It's not always the best kinds of different. Um, and so um, she's been doing such a good job, though. But one of the things, uh, if you have been pregnant in this place or around anyone who has been, you know, um, the emotions of a pregnant woman can be a little bit heightened. I'm putting it diplomatically right now. Um, and so uh, that's one thing that I have noticed because you kind of wonder how much is my wife actually going to go through and how much of it is stereotypes from TV and movies, right? Um, she's going through all of it. It's very real. Um, and so heightened emotions is one of them. I remember getting home from work one day this past week. I'm going to bust you out, sweetie, but it's in love. God's going to use it. It's, it's bringing the word of God to people. So receive it. I got home from work one day and uh, I get in the bedroom and I see Caitlin laying in the bed and just, just there's this minefield of used crumpled up tissues just littering the whole bed and she's crying, like crying her eyes. I'm talking like puffy red eyes, snot down her face. I love you, sweetie. It's, it's fine. The Lord's using it. And, and I'm like instantly, what's wrong? Who died? What's going on? And then I look over and I see what's playing on the TV, and she's watching something. What is she watching? A YouTube montage of the most emotional America's Got Talent auditions. And she's crying like, it's just so inspirational. And I'm like, are you enjoying this? Why are you doing this to yourself? And so emotions have been on a 10. Another thing that we've been adjusting to is morning sickness. And, and pray for her, for her lately, it's been all day sickness, but taking it like a champ. And so we're believing that'll be over after the first trimester and God, God's people said, amen. And so we've been adjusting to that. And so uh, I, wanna, I wanna say this, pre-pregnancy, Caitlin is the best at keeping the house clean, organized, uh, looking like it was straight out of a catalog. You are so good at that, honey. But once she got pregnant, it's fine. It's fine. Priorities change. Her energy levels are different. She's just laying in bed trying to not the thing that happens when you're nauseous. Um, and so no shade to you at all. But um, things changed when she got pregnant. And so uh, the house, shall I say, has been a little chaotic lately to keep it on theme. So I would get home from work and I would see evidence of all of her pregnancy cravings and snacks that she had throughout the day. Um, not because I'm a good detective, but because it was just it was out there for everyone to see. And so over here, I would see a plate with half-eaten baby carrots. Over here, I would see a, a pile of Jolly Rancher wrappers. And then over here, I would see a banana peel laying across the dresser. I'm like, were you hunched over the dresser eating a banana? Like, how does this even happen? I'm just confused. And so, and so this has been an adjustment. So me trying to be a good husband, I'm just like, okay, she's adjusting. This is normal. I'm just going to pick up more slack around the house. I'm going to get home and I'm going to clean up. And, um, 
I've been doing that for a while and happy to do it. But to be honest, in my flesh, it's not what I really want to do when I get home from work every day. So I was suffering through it, but hey, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And I feel the Holy Spirit give me like a loving rebuke. Anybody ever gotten one of those? And I hear the Holy Spirit say, Evan, I'm so glad that you're serving your wife in this season. Keep doing that pick up more slack, like be a, be a rock for her. But I heard the Holy Spirit say, but I have also called you to lead her through this new season that she's in. And you're letting life happen to you right now. You're just taking the chaos, but I've called you to establish dominion in your home and actually lead Caitlin through this and show her what she's capable of. It's like, okay, Holy Spirit, wow, bringing it down heavy. And so I, I talked to Caitlin before work one day and I'm like, okay, here's what I'm gonna do. Uh, I'm gonna do these three things when I get home, the dishes, some other stuff. But while I'm away, there's three things I would love for you to get done. If you have the energy, no pressure, but hey, like if we could get this done, that'd be great. And so she's like, okay, absolutely, I can do that. And so I get home from work that day and miraculously, church, it's all done. And she actually did more. She was such a champ. She did more than we'd even discussed and the house was looking great. And so can we give Caitlin a hand? And so why do I say all of that? I know that that's a silly story, but oftentimes when life feels the most chaotic, it's because we have surrendered to the chaos instead of surrendering to the God who brings clarity. Oh, you didn't hear me, church. Chaos comes when we surrender to it, but when we surrender to the God who gives clarity, he brings peace. See, the devil's counting on you taking things lying down, church. The devil's counting on you just letting things happen to you, but God has called you to partner with him to establish dominion and bring clarity to your life and to the life of those around you. See, I could have just said, okay, the next six months, the house is gonna be chaotic, then it's gonna get more chaotic when the baby comes. I guess I'll just do more and this is how it is. But when the Holy Spirit shifted me from passive to active, then it established dominion and clarity in the Wilson home and it brought clarity to my wife. It actually, and I'm not lying, it gave you a confidence like, oh man, like I can still do these things while I'm in this season and it doesn't have to look like this. And it, it brought clarity, shalom, peace. Does somebody hear me? So God's bringing you from chaos to clarity today. I wanna go back to Genesis and spend a little bit more time there. Are you with me, church? Come on, give me two claps and a shout if you're with me. There you go. I'm just gonna trust in the spirit that Indiana did that too. Pastor Josh, rebuke them if they didn't. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void and darkness was over the face of the deep. And the spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good. And God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day and the darkness he called night. And there was evening and there was morning the first day. How amazing that the God that we serve can bring order and clarity and beauty and definition just by his words. When the earth was without form and void, has your life ever felt like that church? Without form, void. 
I want you to take heart today because the same God that made the world made you and the same God that was hovering over the face of the waters in Genesis is hovering over your life today. Come on, I need you to give five seconds of praise right now if you feel the Holy Spirit beginning a work right now. Down to verse 26, it says, Then God said, Let us make man in our own image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over the livestock and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. So that's where we left off last time. But I want to jump down to Genesis 2.19 says, now out of the ground, the Lord God had formed every beast of the field and every bird of the heavens and brought them to the man to see what he would call them. And whatever the man called every living creature, that was its name. What if I told you that today in 2022, God is still bringing things to mankind to see what he will name them? What if I told you that being created in the image and the likeness of God, he gave you naming rights. What if I told you that one of the ways that we bring clarity to chaos in our life is by partnering with our heavenly father to name our situations? Come on, you may, you may look at your finances as chaotic, but God is calling you to name them blessed. You may be tempted to classify your marriage as a lost cause, but God is calling you to name it reconciled. You may call yourself an addict. Come on, somebody. But God is calling you free today in the name of Jesus. What if I told you that your life is chaotic because you gave up your naming rights? Come on, God is bringing someone from chaos to clarity today. Shout amen if you receive it. Elbow the person next to you. See if they're receiving it. Just check. I wanna give you five ways to usher clarity into your life and then we're gonna be done. And I won't tell you, you have to take notes. Pastor Eddie will, he'll be checking. He'll be at the door checking your notes after the service. Um, No, I'm just kidding. But I will say that the more notes from church that you show in heaven, the bigger your mansion is. So I won't say you have to, but do, do with that what you want. Five ways to usher clarity into your life. Are you ready for it? Number one, get a vision from God. Sounds simple enough, right? Get a vision from God. Genesis 1.28 says, and God blessed them, talking about Adam and Eve, and said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over every living creature that moves on the earth. Adam and Eve received a clear vision from God. I wanna define clarity for you today. I think this will help somebody. Clarity is freedom from indistinctness or ambiguity. Clarity is freedom from indistinctness or ambiguity. And see, this is what God offers. When God speaks, confusion dissolves. When God gives vision, ambiguity is destroyed. But chaos is birthed out of ambiguity and uncertainty. I'll I'll prove it to you right now. 
Genesis chapter three, verse one. Many of us know this whole story and we know that the serpent comes to tempt Eve, right? And so that's where we're gonna pick it up. It says in Genesis 3, one, now the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, did God actually say, you shall not eat of any tree in the garden? See, when the enemy comes to inject confusion and chaos and ambiguity into your life. Church, you need to stand on the word of God. You need to stand on the promises he's given you. Come on, when the enemy comes in and says, did God really say that your kids will serve the Lord? You respond back with a vision that God gave you of them filling the altar, giving their life to Jesus. Come on, when the enemy comes in and says, did God really say he wants to heal you? You reply back with the vision that we get in God's word that we we will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Come on, receive a vision from God. Stand on it. Receive it and stand on it. Unshakable in the knowledge that God is not a God that he should lie. And his promises are yes and amen, church. Do you believe it today? Do you believe it in Indiana? We'll just, we'll just assume in faith that they shout it. Amen. Number two, ushering clarity into your life. Limit the voices that you hear. Most of us know this story of, of Adam and Eve and the forbidden fruit. Um, so it's no secret, Eve is deceived by the serpent. She partakes in the fruit. Um, but most people would think that that's where Eve first goes wrong. And, and she does go wrong, believe, believe me. But I wanna take it deeper today. Genesis 3, 2 says, and the woman said to the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden, but God said, you shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden. Neither shall you touch it lest you die. But the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. See where Eve first went wrong is not when she ate the fruit, it's when she inclined her ear to the voice of the serpent. See, I'm telling you, church, that conversation with the serpent should have been so much shorter. She should have stepped on that serpent and walked away. No, that's not what God said. But she inclined her ear to the voice of the serpent. And that's what opened the door for sin and chaos to enter the world. Some of you are entertaining conversations you have no business entertaining. Some of you so I'll say it again. Some of you are entertaining conversations you have no business entertaining. Some of you have your ear inclined to voices that are doing nothing but sowing confusion and doubt into your life. And I came to give somebody permission today. You are within your rights. Cut the conversation off mid-sentence. Block the phone number. Love them from a distance. Tune your ear to the voice of the Holy Spirit and those that are gonna build you up in your faith. Limit the voices that you listen to. You ready for number three? Worship team, you guys can come up and help me. Number three, how to usher clarity into your life. Steward what he's given you. And I, I, I wish I could just come up and preach a fun sermon. I know these are, these are some words where it's like, oh man, we actually gotta do something with this. Steward what he's given you. Genesis 2.15 
says the Lord took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to work it and to keep it. To work it and to keep it. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna say this. Um, there is an idea, a way of thinking that has infiltrated modern culture, and it's even infiltrated the church. This idea that work is a bad thing. No, nobody cheers for that one. I know we're working for the weekend, right? But the the enemy has actually tried to deceive a whole generation of Christians that showing, being asked to show up and serve for two hours once a week on a Sunday in your local church is somehow spiritual abuse and you're being used. Come on, somebody. That, that the goal, the ultimate goal is I'm gonna sit on a beach for the rest of my life living off passive income, being a social media influencer and work is a bad thing. On the other side of that, there's a lot of Christians that have made being in full-time ministry on a church payroll into an idol and there's, there's this idea, well, I don't mind the idea of working hard, but I wanna work hard doing ministry. Like a, a lot of people think that being on a church staff just means that you read the Bible and pray all day. It doesn't. There, the, we do that, believe me, but there, there is more to it. And what I wanna highlight to you guys today is that here in Genesis, the first ever job that was given to a human being was not something overtly spiritual. It was actually pretty natural. It was working a garden. And so I'm talking to the plumbers. I'm talking to the nurses. I'm talking to the stay-at-home moms. I'm talking to the electricians. Come on, somebody. The reason that that job was given to Adam is because that's what was in front of him. God is calling you to have stewardship and dominion over the things that he has placed in front of you, church. And, and what an honor and a privilege to be exhausted for something that honors the Lord. And so I wanna, I wanna ask you, what's your garden? I would suggest that your family is your garden. I would suggest that your means of financially providing you for your family is your garden. Your church is your garden. Come on, your, your influence with the people around you is your garden. Your possessions is your garden. God is calling you to work your garden, church. Number four, how to usher clarity into your life. Be obedient to what God has said. Be obedient to what God has said. Genesis 2, 16 through 17 said, and the Lord God commanded man, uh, the man saying, you may surely eat of every tree of the garden, but the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. And we know how that ends up. See, I wanna tell you church, when God spoke the world into being, order was established. But that's because when God spoke to nature, nature obeyed. But when God spoke to mankind, what did they do? They disobeyed. And if I could lovingly, lovingly pose this idea to you that maybe one of the reasons that your life is chaotic is because when God spoke to you, you didn't obey. I know that's a hard word, church, but it's from the Lord today. Maybe God told you to start a business and you let fear 
of failure and the opinions of man stop you and now your finances are all kinds of messed up but maybe they wouldn't have been if you'd stepped into the perfect will of God. Maybe, maybe God told you to break up with that person who's been abusing you, but you clung so tightly to what your flesh wanted, and now you feel locked into a relationship that's got your life in chaos. See, the ways of, of man produce chaos, but the ways of God produce peace. There's a direct correlation between the peace and the clarity in your life and your level of obedience to what God has told you. And I want you to hear me, church, because some of you, uh, this isn't my prayer. Holy Spirit, help me come across. This is not condemnation. This is not to make you feel bad about your disobedience. This is to encourage you. It is not too late to be obedient to the last word that God gave you. Some of you, you've been waiting for a new word and God's saying, hey, I'll give you a new word when you're obedient to the last word I gave you because I'm taking you on a process. And so God wants to bring clarity into your life through obedience. The ways of man produce chaos. The ways of God produce peace. Number five, ushering clarity into your life. Take quitting off the table take quitting off the table. I don't know who this is for, but when I was in prayer over this message, I saw in the spirit there's people who have been who have been on the edge of giving up on a dream. There have been people who have been on the edge of giving up on their marriage, even giving up on life. And see for many of you, the chaos that you feel in your heart comes from a place of believing the lie that God isn't truly gonna come through for you. That, that God's promises, yeah, they're true for other people, but they're not gonna be true for me. And it comes from a place of actually considering the possibility that your best days aren't ahead of you. And so you believe that lie that the only way out is through escaping escaping from your purpose, escaping from life, escaping through alcohol, escaping through pornography. Because every time something goes wrong, you just think to yourself, I guess this is it. This is the end of the story. This is where I fall. It's not gonna get any better than this. And so the chaos that you feel is attached to that. But can I tell you, church, that that is a lie from the pit of hell. Because when you are a Christian, hear me, church, when you are a Christian, you have a right to stand up, say, shut up, devil. I get to know the end of the story. And guess what? We win. We win. Come on, Pastor Mike said it this week. You can't kill a Christian. You can't stop a Christian because we have victory in Christ. Come on, he is a... He is a defeated enemy, church. And so I came here on assignment to tell you it is going to be okay. Does that mean that it's going to work out exactly how you imagined? No, probably not. But it's going to be okay because the God that you serve has his hand on you. So God's bringing you from chaos to clarity. Everything's going to be okay. Take quitting off the table because God's not quitting on you. If you're not dead, he's not done. Matthew 24, 13, but the one who endures to the end will be saved. Philippians 1, 6, and I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. You wanna know how to receive clarity in your marriage? 
when you both resolve in your heart that divorce isn't an option because you serve the reconciler. You wanna know how to receive clarity in your singleness when you resolve in your heart that I'm not gonna settle for the counterfeit comfort of promiscuity and sexual perversion because God is sufficient for me in this season. God's breaking something off of you right now. Would you stand to your feet, church? We're going from chaos to clarity. Do you feel it? And before we go any further, I said this to the 9 a.m., I'm gonna say it to you. Without the Holy Spirit, without the supernatural empowering of the Holy Spirit, everything that I just said is just a good self-help talk. It's just a good motivational speech, but the Holy Spirit is doing something in you right now. Come on, I need you just to raise your hands right now in a posture of receiving. Holy Spirit, right now, Fall fresh on them in the name of Jesus. Fall fresh on them, a fresh outpouring of vision. God, give them a vision. God, give them give them an empowered spirit to endure. Give them an empowered spirit to steward, God, to obey. Holy Spirit, right now, we thank you for pouring it out over them. The church, right now, the Holy Spirit is bringing things to your mind right now. He's giving clarity. Some of you in this moment are feeling clarity for the first time in years. I see someone in Indiana, you're receiving clarity for the first time in your whole life and God is giving you a vision. Right now we come against every spirit of confusion, every lying spirit, loose their mind right now in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. Your children will not be held by confusion any longer. We're going from chaos to clarity right now. Satan, we cancel every lie that you have told from the time they were young from their childhood every confusing idea every distraction right now the Holy Spirit has given somebody an idea for a business right now the Holy Spirit is empowering you to have a conversation that you have been avoiding having come on somebody is giving a husband and a father clarity on how to establish dominion in their home in the name of Jesus come on receive it receive it receive it